So Nigeria's economy is 60% bigger than South Africa's. Put your hands up if you're shocked. You shouldn't be because the Nigerian economy has been growing at a far faster pace than South Africa's economy over the last decade. There are far more people in Nigeria doing far more economically active things um, and therefore the economy has grown. Um, It's taken some people by surprise though. Let's get the technical bits first. Uh, Lulu Krugel is the senior economist at KPMG this evening. Just tell me, Lulu, what Nigeria's actually done. This isn't um, as some people, because we're quite a, uh, a xenophobic lot, to say, hold on a second, what, what are the Nigerians pulling here? Because we rebased our economy 15 years ago. This is not an unusual phenomenon in the world, is it? No, not at all, Bruce. Um, economies change, the structure of economies change, and as economies grow, they change. So Nigeria basically had a look at what sectors in the economy they're not accounting for at the moment and uh, what what parts of the economy they need to include in the calculation of, of GDP. And something that, that came up is the telcos industry, services industry, uh, Nollywood, which is the third biggest um, film manufacturing industry in the world. So all of those aspects have been included in, in their calculation of GDP and is has made quite a big difference, as you already mentioned. And now the Nigerian economy, we're a $3 trillion economy, I suppose, uh, or 3 trillion, yeah, 3 trillion rand economy. Um, um, And and the Nigerian economy is like 5 trillion rand economy. I mean, it's considerably bigger than ours. It is. Um, One of the other things that is included in the calculation of GDP in Nigeria is the informal sector. Uh, They quite a bit of of work to do that. And of course, in South Africa, we currently don't account for the informal sector. I don't think our informal sector is uh, the size of the Nigerian informal sector, but one must also understand what you're comparing uh, when you look at the GDP calculations of South Africa and Nigeria. And as you mentioned, with 170 million people versus our 55 million, uh, the buying power is still quite a bit different between the two economies. Um, But but here we've got a situation where this economy is now considerably bigger. When we look at it in terms of the S&P downgrade, I think that came out this morning, just because you're bigger doesn't make you more investable, doesn't make you um, a better place to put your money, does it? No, absolutely not. It's basically just a new base from which GDP growth is calculated. And we've actually seen that there's a little bit more Nigerians that's living in poverty than a few years ago. Uh, In terms of ease of doing business, Nigeria still ranks, I think, 121st in the world, against South Africa's number 36. So obviously investors look at a lot more things than just the GDP growth. Uh, You have to weigh up the risks of doing business in a particular country, what it will cost you to do business there against the potential returns, and also the sectors in which you want to invest. Um, Obviously, if you're looking at uh, very specialized manufacturing, for example, compare Nigeria and South Africa, I think South Africa is still a little bit ahead. Uh, and so when we look at it in terms of the fact that it's making headlines across the globe, Nigeria's economy is bigger than South Africa's, is, is there any consequence other than bragging rights? Well, obviously, um, it does give them a little bit of a, a boost in terms of confidence. Uh, obviously, you know, you know, suddenly uh, an economic powerhouse on the continent. And investors might look at it at, uh, with, with different eyes. Uh, suddenly, there's a bunch of of sectors of the economy that we know a bit more of than we did uh, in the past. So that might might open up some, some growth opportunities. But the important thing is where the economy grows from now or goes from now because there's a new base now and uh, the, the whole thing would be to see where the, the, where the economy grows from there on. 
Lulu Krugel, thanks very much. The senior economist at KPMG giving us that high-level assessment as to what's been going on in Nigeria, the rebasing of their economy, making it 60% bigger than ours. Diana Games is chief executive of Africa at Work. Where do we find you this evening, Diana? Um, I'm sitting in, in a hotel in Lagos watching a traffic jam out of the window. Well, there we go. Uh, there's a lot of cars. There's probably <laughs> as many cars as people. Well, g- give us a sense then uh, <laughs> of whether or not the Nigerians have been trumpeting the fact that they are now the biggest economy on the African continent. I think there's a huge amount of pride in this, um, despite uh, the fact that people know it is um, not going to change anything in their immediate lives. But I, I think there's, I've, I've noticed just in the media, I was expecting a far more triumphal kind of approach to it, um, certainly in the local media, about it being uh, much bigger than South Africa. But actually what I've noticed, interestingly, is a, almost a, a note of caution. It's almost like a, a mature, maturing attitude towards the challenges that remain. And I think that hopefully that this will give um, Sydney the economic governance a, a boost um, in terms of putting this economy on the right track and, and getting it to realize its real potential. And it is a long way off that, despite this, uh, the, 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 the quite astonishing figures that have come out of the rebasing. Colin asks on the SMS line, what is the working population of Nigeria? We've got an estimate of 170 million people living in uh, the greater Nigeria. Have you gotten, again, give us a number, please, Diana, as to how many people are of working age and how many of those people are actually got jobs in Nigeria? Well, that's a tough question, just off the top of my head. I know, I know. <laughs> There's a huge informal population. I mean, that is the real driver of the Nigerian economy in terms of GDP is, is massive informal sort of uh, uh, economic population. And the formal sector is relatively small. Government is still a big employer, despite the fact that they have shared a lot of jobs over the years. Um, and, and so the formal economy, I would say, is relatively small. I would, not, I would not put a number on that just off the top of my head. But suffice to say, the structure of the economy is, is very different. And if I use a measure, just for example, like uh, retail, formal retail, which people talk a lot about, one of the new growing sectors is, 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 is the real estate and property and retail, um, is that, you know, in, in South Africa, it's, it's, it's kind of 70% um, of, of the total uh, retail uh, activity, if you like. In Nigeria, it's more like 5%. You know, these are the, 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 the structures of the economies are, are so very different. So I think it's in some ways comparing apples and pears in, in, if you're looking at comparing these two countries. I mean, obviously, the statistics to, uh, are, uh, to tell a particular story. But, um, you know, we're talking to coming off a very different base. Um, Nigeria has huge market gaps. Uh, there's investment is possible in every, um, and good returns are possible in every uh, sector. Although, of course, there's huge risks and huge costs in this economy. It's very expensive here to do business, to actually even just be here. So, um, so, so you know, it's still a difficult place to do business. But I think the investment will keep coming. People are People are not that deterred. Uh, they see the potential uh, in this economy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's exciting. It's vibrant. It's certainly a challenging place to do business. What is it about Nigeria and the way in which Nigeria operates that makes the country, from afar anyway, seem that much more dynamic, that much more entrepreneurial than South Africa? Well, I think it's much more entrepreneurial and dynamic than just about any other country in Africa, to be honest, and I've traveled to many of them. Um, I I don't know. I think uh, people here have had to, um, you know, there have been many years of military rule. With any country, you have to look at the history and the evolution of 
of how things are now. Uh, people generally had to operate past their government. The government has not been, despite employing a lot of people, it's not been a strong player in building the private sector. So, so people have actually had to survive on their wits. And I think that has led to this incredible dynamism that you feel, that now you're getting a stronger link between the state institutions and the private sector and, and the people more generally with democracy. But uh, people have learned to live on their wits for a very long time. And that is the basis of how this economy has grown. And you see that in the in the growing uh, corporates in, in Nigeria. A lot of them come from from nowhere, really, you know, and, and, and it's just this incredible dynamism and will to, will to survive and, and grow. And people are very achievement-orientated here, which perhaps we lack a little bit um, in some ways in, in South Africa. Is South Africa's G20 seat at risk on the, on the basis of the fact that uh, Nigeria's economy is that much bigger than ours? Or does the structure of our economy make us more desirable to have as a member of the G20? You know, I, I've, I've always wondered about this Africa having one representative on this and that and the next thing. And, and I, I would say that the G20, um, really, we're talking about the kind of markets where Nigeria is certainly now bigger than uh, quite a lot of those other economies on the G20. And I, I really see it as an additional member rather than replacing anybody. And, and I, I think together, you know, people talk a lot about the synergy with Nigeria, South Africa. We have the very different kinds of strengths. I mean, Nigeria is a very strong kind of political player in Africa. South Africa is not. Uh, but we have other strengths we bring to the table. We're much more globalized in, in some ways and so on. So I, I do think there's certainly room for more than one player. And I, and I always thought it curious that South Africa was made such an exception. And in fact, I think that has been bad for South Africa. It's led to the kind of complacency that, that puts us where we are today in, 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 uh, in an economy that's not exactly rushing forward. But that's our issue, isn't it? I mean, it is complacency. It is about the fact that we're not particularly productive. We, we kind of feel like the world owes us some kind of a living. I'm generalizing quite broadly here relative to far hungrier, far more dynamic, far more exciting, far more vibrant economies north of our borders. Well, I think we've led ourselves or been led to believe that we are unique. I'm talking about South Africa. Um, whereas other countries are not really seeing themselves that way. They're competing, and we're not really competing, and certainly not here. I don't think that we've ever really felt we needed to compete in Africa. And I think this has come as a bit of a shock to a lot of people, that this economy has just been growing and sitting, sitting alongside us there, and we've not been paying that much attention. And suddenly this figure just, just sort of hove into view, and I think people have been quite shocked at the size of it. Not that they should be. I mean, obviously all the indicators are there. Um, but, but still, I think it, it just shows that, we can't be complacent anymore. We're part of a fast-growing continent. And, and the fact that our economy is more sophisticated is not the only thing we should be looking at in terms of how we measure ourselves and benchmark ourselves with. in terms of investment. Everybody's looking for investment, for capital, and, and we're in a very competitive continent at the moment. Diana Games uh, from Lagos in Nigeria this evening, looking at a traffic jam. Thank you. Uh, Chief Executive of Africa at Work this evening. And lots of you coming through with some quite predictable comments about if Nigeria is so wonderful, why so many people live outside Nigeria. Nigeria is a tough place to live. It's a tough place to do business. That's coming through very clearly this evening. But the point is, it is growing and it is dynamic. And for those people who choose to stay in Nigeria, they seem to be doing quite well out of it. Managing Director for DHL Express in Sub-Saharan Africa's Charles Brewer you must have seen these trends coming a mile off, Charles. Good evening. <laughs> hey, Bruce. How are you? Very good to speak to you. I mean, I, well, look, DHL has the very fortunate advantage to be able to see trade volumes uh, moving from one country to another or growth from one country to another. So, yeah, look, Nigeria for the last two or three years has been growing 
very quickly. So not overly surprised by the statements today, yeah. I mean, you've been there, what, since 1978 um, or, or thereabouts in many people's lives. That is a lifetime. Um, how is that... How has this economy evolved? And I don't expect you to know all the detail over the last 36 years because you haven't been there. But, but, but what do your records tell you? Well, I think I think if you look at the here and now, um, the, the sort of big driver of the economy, and, and traditionally the, the energy sector still makes up a vast proportion of their of their GDP. But what they've developed over the last few years in particular is the services sector. And in particular, if you look at sort of e-commerce and consumer spending, that's developed... Uh, quite considerably over the last couple of years. In fact, you know, sort of three years ago, if you looked at our top 10 customers, they were all the very traditional energy sector and banking sector. Today, two or three or four of those are now our e-com companies. So a very a very quickly changing industry dynamic. Um, and and I, I hasten to when I heard, you know, the previous uh, speaker talking about sort of Nigeria and, you know, what's going on in Nigeria. It's not just Nigeria. You're, you're seeing this in sort of Addis, in Ethiopia, you're seeing it in Mozambique, you're seeing it in Kenya, you're seeing it in Ghana. So so I think Nigeria is obviously today's highlight, today's positive news, but there are seven to ten other African countries doing exactly the same thing. Uh, and we, we are seeing some spectacular stories from around the continent. You're absolutely right on that particular one, but Nigeria is our focus. Um, uh, for for this evening, what has been the most or astounding phenomenon that you have noticed over the last couple of years coming out of Nigeria? What is the thing that has blown your mind more than anything else in terms of that economy? I think um, a couple of things. One is, and actually, just to contextualise, it is. I think you were just you were just saying Nigeria is a is a difficult market to do business in. I mean, your your last caller was sitting in traffic in Nigeria. We don't face that in South Africa, um, and so it, it is it has its it has its tough um, parts to it. But probably the probably the thing that, that strikes me and, and and we've seen from a DHL perspective is the the dynamism, the entrepreneurialism of the of the. SME base that exists in Nigeria. So you've got these very traditional industries, you know, the, the oil and gas sector, you know, in Port Harcourt in, and the government sector in Abuja. And in this sort of Lagos, Nigeria in particular, you've got this enormous SME sector that is moving at a rapid pace. And I think that's 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 very interesting to watch from, from an external perspective. I think if you're there, it's even more exciting. But very, very dynamic, uh, very fast-moving SME sector that's changing uh, how their industry split looks. Uh, when you look at the, the strengths versus the weaknesses, I mean, clearly the weaknesses are that they're, they've, they've got similar structural issues to South Africa in terms of poverty and inequality and all of those sorts of issues. Uh, what, are the, what is the great strength as you see it for, for Nigeria's economy? Well, you're right, Bruce. They have, they have very difficult border environments, um, very, very difficult roads and conditions. Um, the ease of doing business there is, is particularly tough. Um, but I think, uh, again, as I just mentioned, unlike some other, other markets in Africa, there's this sort of um, plethora uh, of this very dynamic SME sector that are looking to connect with the rest of the world. And, in fact, if you look at sort of global, global connectedness in general, Africa is the fastest growing in terms of how connected it's becoming. But within that, you've got some countries that are growing at a much faster and a more rapid rate. So, in particular, in Nigeria, we're seeing this very, very fast appreciation of doing business globally and uh, as we've seen through studies and through a lot of work we do the more connected a country is the more uh, adventurous it is in terms of connecting with the rest of the world the more sustainable its economy i think that's a, a derivative of what we see today mm. and the future potential for this economy as you see it 
Nigeria or Africa? Um, Nigeria, and then give me an Africa, a broader Africa perspective. Why not? Africa is rising. Nigeria and about seven or ten other countries are, are right on the cusp of that, and South Africa will be too. Uh, when you say South Africa will be too, that's a qualified comment. Uh, just give me a bit more detail on that. Well, I, I think I, I read in a newspaper today, in fact, I was reading a couple of articles about it, and uh, a qualified gentleman, far more qualified than I, um, was saying that, you know, talking the same as what I'm saying, which is it overall is a very positive statement for Africa. So the fact that Nigeria is growing, the fact that we've got seven of the fast, uh, ten fastest growing economies in the world, um, it's all very, very positive. And, and anything we can do to get positive messages to the rest of the world around what, what's happening in Africa is a good thing. And, and it said almost hidden within the script that it should be a wake-up call. And I think that's a relevant point. I think, uh, if, you know, today, uh, when we think about South Africa, um, it, historically we said, who does it compete with globally? I think it now needs to look at who does it compete with in Africa. And there are a lot of countries who are growing very rapidly, investing very heavily to be a significant part of Africa's future. And I think that's a relevant wake-up call for South Africa too. What can we learn? What is the biggest thing we learn from your experience in Nigeria? I think, as I mentioned earlier on, um, if we can somehow um, polarise the SMEs to be focused on going global, to look at how to go global, and, and there's some fantastic stories and examples out there, but going global I think will make a massive difference. And how do they do that? Yeah, specifically making doing business globally uh, very easy. There we go. Charles Brewer, thank you. The Managing Director for DHL Express in Sub-Saharan Africa, big business in Nigeria. Uh, Lulu Krugel, also a senior economist at KPMG and Diana Games from a traffic jam in Lagos, uh, Chief Executive of Africa at work this evening. Nigeria, 60% bigger than South Africa's economy after doing something they call rebasing, basically just counting more bits of the money-generating parts of the economy, putting them all into a big data-crunching machine and saying, this is the size of our economy. We did it 15 years ago. I'm not sure we can pull it off again anytime soon.